risk taker, businessman, sports and entertainment promoter, and passionate about making Florida the best place to live, shop, work, and play. It's time for the Joe Mullins Radio Show. Hello, Florida. This is Joe Mullins. And good morning and good afternoon. And today I've got uh, Orange County REC Executive Director, John Ashton. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I got to ask you, why do you put so much time? You are in an area. I want to kind of set the stage for this answer, though. You're in an area that's more known for Democratic. You've got Disney there. You've got a very liberal push. You're in Orlando, Florida, and the region around it. And it's been known as a very Democratic, very liberal, proactive entertainment uh, city. But we're starting to see some incredible improvements and incredible movement to shift to be more conservative and stronger people there fighting to turn that county into a conservative county. Now, we in Florida, for the state, at one time we were Democratic. At one time, we had Democratic counties all over, and we are the first time in history seeing counties like in South Florida flip from Democratic to Republican. We're seeing different communities up north shift from Democrat to Republican, and we're starting to see a big shift in Orange County. What is all that about, and why in the world is a man like you with your credentials doing something like this for a community, Ted. Let's let's talk about that first. Kind of introduce yourself and tell why you're doing what you're doing with the Orange County Republican Executive Club. Thank you so much, Joe. I, I became part of the uh, executive committee um, coming back after I had had a um, a couple. Of, I, I, let me preface with: I grew up doing politics. My great grandfather. One of my earliest memories is walking a precinct with him in Northeast Philadelphia where he was he ran the ward there i was 5 or 6 years old holding his finger walking along and i said what are we doing here and he said we're telling people how to vote and i said aren't we supposed to ask them and he said no we tell them in his broken polish accent cuz he was an immigrant from poland he knew what what was coming and he was going to fight against it and he made sure everybody knew it uh the second question i asked him was can we go get the wagon and he said no we're men we walk and these are things that have stuck with me through my entire life and I went through and grew up and I, until I went away to, to school, I didn't realize that everybody didn't do this. And this wasn't something that was part of everybody's family. So realizing that it's it's something that I've been driven to do for a long time. I took a long break when my triplets were born and my, my wife had some medical issues. So I took about a 10, 20 year sabbatical and came back to it and got back involved with the rec with one of our mutual good friends, Charles Hart was the chairman at the time. Uh, him and I did a lot of good and, and made a lot of strides. And then I, I had the opportunity to uh, move forward. Um, my, my, my children became grown and my wife passed away at the end of 2020. And in all honesty, the last conversation we had was she was waiting up for me to come back from a, a GOP event and said, hey, you've got to just do politics. You've got to change this. You've got to fix this or our country is going to be lost for our grandchildren. We only had one at the time. We have a second one now. But um, and that was the last words, we, last conversation we ever had, last discussion we ever had. So at this point, it's a mission. I've got to do this. I walked away from doing some much more lucrative things to take a job as the executive director that pays nothing and is a lot more work than I was doing before. But it's it's worth it every day because we have a blue county 
it's blue. There's no looking around that from registration. But if you're out and about in this county, Joe, these people are not rabid Democrats. These, it's about as purple as I think it could be. And I, they said it was going to take us 10 years to do it. And I think we can do it in four or five at, at, at the most. We've already moved the needle on the registrations. We're following along the same thing that's happened with the state. We picked up two or three percent, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a huge amount when the fact that we were sitting at 24 and 25 percent for so long. Now, with our new leadership in in the in the rec, we've moved it over to 26 percent of of the county with the majority of it being NPA. But if you go through and look at any of the research that's been done with those NPAs, they lean Republican. Those people want to vote with us because they're they're traditionally conservative. Most of the of the folks that are moving into the districts and into the county from out of state um, are leaving for a reason, and they're coming here for a reason. And it, it's not just to live, shop, and play. Um, our main focus is is voter registration, getting out the vote, and supporting Republican candidates to get them elected. Those are the three missions that we're on as a party here in this county. And the good part is. We've gotten some really good candidates. We've gotten gotten people elected that should be elected that everybody is happy with, Republican or Democrat. If you look at some of our numbers from last time, none of our Republicans that got elected could have gotten elected if we didn't have some crossover because being a, being a, a 60, you know, 60, 40 county, there's no way we could have gotten our people elected if there wasn't the level of crossover from the Democrats or registered Democrats, shall I say, who actually believe believe in what we're saying because what we're saying ends up being the truth and, and is actually benefits them compared to what they're going up against by inflation and all the other all the other crazed programs that are out there and, and the direction that they're pushing people. And the problem is they become, you know, they're they're getting hypnotized by mainstream media to believe one thing when they're seeing something completely opposite. So all of a sudden what we say makes sense because they're physically seeing it and they're seeing, seeing the results of what they've been believing in before. We've been out doing a, a lot of grassroots stuff. We've been everywhere that we can be. We're at every event that we that they'll allow us at. We've been kicked out of as many events as we've managed to be in just because the, the, the county government here is so entrenched and and so controlled by our our blue mayor for the county uh who came through the police department so he has a little bit more of a say in what happens there than it traditionally should happen but as we talk to all the officers that get assigned to us i haven't come across any that have questioned any of anything that we're doing or any of our motives the law enforcement seems to be behind us uh, the hispanic community comes out in droves whenever we have an event and we support all the things that they're doing. And it's been one of the biggest increases in, in our uh, voter registration that we've had. Uh, these people are coming from countries where they know what happens next. And it's, they're terrified to see even the, the, the slightest bit of it happening here. You have, we have a, a huge Venezuelan population that understand what's, what direction we're going to, and they won't have it in any way, shape, or form. I get a call. I get at least a couple of calls a day from people saying, what can I do today to help us and how make sure this doesn't happen? And for it to trickle that far down to grassroots to, you know, everybody, everybody working on the street to a, from a greeter at Walmart to the CEO of, of a major company here in the county, all of them calling and asking the same questions, everybody getting on the same page. It's it's only a matter of time before we're able to wrestle this thing back in a way and never let it go again, because I can't imagine people are going to let it let it happen again. 
it's it's funny you you say that and you see it. And I think another thing you you hit on that's really important that we let our listeners know. Orange County, there's a lot of good people in this county. There's a lot of strong people in this county, Duval, Flagler, Volusia, uh, Seminole County, and they all believe in the same thing. They believe in America. They believe in, in values and morals, and they don't want to see drugs run rampant, but they are they feel very – it's almost like going in a room and feeling like you're the only one in the room that has this belief or has this thought pattern. And then all of a sudden when people start talking, you realize you're in a room full of brothers and sisters. And that's something that your party, your group, your organization helps people realize that there's more out there. There are solutions. There are things we can do. We don't have to sit back helpless and, and take all this, but we do have ability to get things done. Um, you know, some of the programs you guys have coming up, how, how do you, how do you fund this movement? How do you do this? How can our listeners get involved and engaged? Money should bring that up. We've got our major fundraiser for the year coming up here at the end of September. On September 30th, we're having our, our Lincoln Day dinner, which is our major fundraising effort for the year. Uh, if we do it right, it should carry us all the way through to the elections. We do something about every six to eight weeks, no matter what, in some level of event, whether it's educational, whether it's a pure fundraiser, whether it's a, a town hall or a candidate debate. We have something happening all the time now, and that's something that is, has really helped us get a lot more people engaged. And one of the main focuses that I had when I when I was putting the dinner together was I can get senators, we can get congressmen, we can get a lot of people that are going to have everybody who's a Republican would want to see. But who do I get that's a Republican that votes that doesn't follow politics every day like we do? And I reached out to a bunch of people and I found somebody who had taken a stand and I thought would be incredible. And I, I worked on it, reached out and finally got to him. And, and he agreed. And it, his 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 politics actually align with ours, though he's a, he he's still considered an NNPA right now. Uh, and then it's Jonathan Isaacs, who plays for the Orlando Magic NBA basketball star, drafted sixth overall in his year. But the thing that made him special and the thing that, that pointed him out to everybody, besides being 6'10 and an incredible talent on the basketball court, was when the NBA went in lockdowns, because we know just how liberal that whole organization can be, he was the first and the only one who wouldn't kneel and didn't wear the Black Lives Matter shirt when all the rest of the players did when they were in the bubble over, over by in the Disney World of Sports. When they were playing in the bubble – He's the only one who took a stand, and literally he stood up while everyone else kneeled. And it was a matter of principle for him, and that's the kind of principles that we believe in as Republicans. That's the kind of principles that the people that are, are looking to make change believed in. Um, so he's coming in. He's going to be our main speaker. He has an incredible story to tell. He's an incredible human being, and I think we're going to see a lot from him in the future, not just in basketball, because he has a message and a story to tell, and he wants to make sure that people understand what the realities are. And he's not willing to back down, and that's something that we couldn't couldn't pass up on. In addition, we have you know. Well, go ahead. I love you. I love you talking about this because me being a sports and entertainment agent, the yep. kids today do not realize most of the athletes that are retired or have played the sport, some of the greatest in the world, like Jordan. Eric Dickerson, Warren Moon, black athletes that came in and played, came up and said, what in the world is going on in our industry? When we were back there 20 years ago, 10 years ago, one of the things we had to commit 
to the teams and to the organizations is we wouldn't bring political movements into this sport or into this entertainment venue. People on Saturdays and Sundays are trying to get away from the chaos. They're trying to get away from the world of work, the rats race that they're in, and they're trying to go and enjoy something and sit back and have some beers, have some drinks, spend some family time, make some great memories and watch some great sports and great athletes. They, all of a sudden, you had this athlete out west that thought it would be great to deal and show prove a point during a national anthem, during one of the most sacred times we had, and all of a sudden it's off to the races. A lot of the traditional athletes that have been the greatest at the game ever do not feel it is appropriate to act that way or do that. They feel like, look, there's a lot of movement we can make in life. There's a lot of things we make in life, but you don't go out because you want to fight crime and you don't go out and try to murder people doing crime or you don't you don't go out and want to stop drugs by shooting, taking a gun and shooting all the drug addicts on the street. He said it's too extreme when it comes to sports and entertainment. That is not a venue that is appropriate to push that out there. These athletes now are saying, oh, I got First Amendment rights. I got this right. I got that right. We have taken our rights to such an extreme that now all of a sudden I ask, you know, I ask people this and I ask the listeners and I want them to think about it. Where do your rights end and my rights begin? And that's something that I don't think the Democratic Party is prepared to answer. The liberal movement is prepared to answer because it's their way or no way. And if you don't like their way, you're racist or you're you're categorized as some kind of a negative person. Uh, And that's not appropriate and that's not right. And sports is not the venue. And I love this athlete standing up and being strong like that in a time because that is the tradition we need to get back to. That is what we need to get back to in this country. And as a sports management guy, I think you'll even appreciate this even more. He had a fantastic contract with Nike, and he said, I'm walking away from it. I'm starting my own line called Unitus because we, we have to be united and do the things that we believe in. So he developed his own clothing line and he has his own sneaker dropping because he walked away from all the things that they were supporting that he didn't support. And he put together an operation that they'll, that he's going to have a lot of his stuff on display at, at our event really for the first time out publicly. Cause it's just getting released now. And I think he, that we're going to see his sneaker come out and probably be changed and change the industry as far as what people were, have been expecting because the feedback that he's getting from the youth is incredible. These people are lining up. It sells out everywhere he's been just doing test events. I was at an event and we watched uh, about six, an event that usually on a Tuesday at 630 in the morning that generally gathers 250 men. When they found out he was coming, he brought 650 men, showed up at 630 on a Tuesday morning with the sun not up yet. And then they all lined up to meet him just to say hi and, 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 speak to him and if you haven't haven't seen or read his book why i stand which you happen to get a copy of when you buy a ticket to our event on september 30th at the rosen center feel free to go to orangefl.gop to find out any other information but you'll get his book and read his story and if you're not empowered after that i don't know what what can move you you know john you you talk about they they come in and his group is called united 
Um, the far left, the liberal movement turns around and says, we're divisive, we're yep. racist, we're trying to bring in division. When you look at it, their actions is what's bringing the division in. Their actions in their protocol. We're trying to move forward as a nation. We're trying to be joined together. I know when I go to a sporting event, and I, I had to promise this 20 years ago, I wouldn't bring political junk into it like this. When I go to a sporting event, it's to unite, to come together, and just enjoy that event with family and friends. It's not to come there and point out all our in, in, inferiorities or issues or problems or have some guy that's making $80 million a year turn around and tell people that we are repressed because they don't know what repressed is. It's that lifestyle and that level of income. They are not speaking the same language as the average person that's walking down the street. They don't care about law enforcement because they can afford their own private security. They don't care that we have safety out there because when they go out, they don't walk the streets alone. They've got security around them. It's, it's funny when you when you really dig into it, the message that they accuse us of is what they're actually doing. Now, to, to Lincoln Day Dinner, it's a great event. I've been to it. Great food. Great place over at Rosin, uh, Rosin, uh, no, Rosin Center, the Rosen Center. And uh, it is September 30th from uh, 6 p.m. until whenever. We're going to hear an incredible speaker. What does it cost for average of the ticket to get in? We, we have single tickets that start off at 175 for the event. That includes uh, the dinner, all the other uh, events that we have going on around there. also includes a copy of Jonathan's book. And we, we, the book alone is worth $50 at least. So well, and what a great there's deal. Be other, uh, other prizes and opportunities there. And uh, we also have a VIP experience there. Senator Rick Scott will be there. Wilton Simpson, the commissioner of agriculture, will be there. He was actually a big sponsor of the event. Um, we also have about six or seven other major uh, congressional members that are in various stages of uh letting us know that they'll be coming and, and being in attendance. So we'll be able to announce people pretty much every day until the event uh, of more guests that are going to be joining. And they're not going to be separated and segregated away from everybody else. The All the guests that we have are coming in and they'll be sitting at tables with people. So you don't know who else might be at your table. Even if you buy a, a full table for yourself, which which is as inexpensive as $1,200 for eight people, um, you could have, Potentially, Rick Scott sitting at your table. You could have uh, 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 it could literally be Jonathan Isaacs that's going to be at the table with you. So th those are the kinds of things that we're doing. We have a lot of a lot of surprises involved in there. Um, luckily, it, it truly looks like we're going to sell out. So uh, I would I would advise anybody to go on to our orange fl gop. Uh, click onto the Lincoln Day link and and sign up to get your tickets. Um, we, we can make it a little bit bigger than we have, but one of the biggest challenges we had in doing this event, and I'm sure you've seen this around the country, Joe, has been that just getting space to be able to do it here in Orlando, because thanks to those closed, when we had the lockdowns, there's still so many events from two years ago that they're still catching up, getting doing make goods for people and, and conventions and other events. So just getting space is a challenge enough. So we're lucky I to have this absolutely space. agree. Lucky to have this space, lucky to have this this going, and 
we made it as affordable as we possibly could with the food costs and everything else that we, we, we we're facing. It's literally costing us twice what it cost us to do two years ago to do this event. And we've managed to keep the tickets pricing the same. So it is our fundraiser. We've got to do it. We've got to do it with volume. So we need as many people there as we can. And we need as many people there as we can so that they can see what we're doing, understand why we're doing it, and realize that, that what they're doing is as, as part of us as what we do every day. And you know, engaged. I want to I want to officially endorse uh, something that you're saying. Many times I have people come to me and go, Commissioner, who do I vote for? Or how do I know that this person in office is a true conservative or is truly there? And my my reaction is, is you really need to study. You really need to look at them. The Democrats and the liberals are now getting very sneaky. They're starting to put um, uh, titles on themselves of conservative. They're starting to put titles on themselves as uh, God-fearing Christian people. They're starting to put titles on themselves. Uh, as Republicans, and they're really not. Their voting and their actions and are different. Uh, they go out there and claim that they're family, and they put their family on their brochures, yet they support pro-choice movements to destroy families and destroy kids. And we've talked about this a lot, but one of the best places and the best resources that you in a community can find out in, in, and I can say this for Orange County. I can't say it for all RECs. I can't say it for all counties. But in Orange County, if you want to know who the true person that stands for America, who the true person is, who's conservative, is going to protect your money and protect your future, your kids' future, you can go to the Orange County Republican Executive Club. And if they tell you there is a candidate that they're supporting, you can bank that that candidate has been vetted and processed through to be able to for them to get that support. And that's one thing I love about you guys over there, John. No, the, the, the Republican Executive Committee here, we, we stay focused on our mission. Our mission is to register voters. Our mission is to get voters out to vote. And our mission is to get Republicans elected. That's why we, we don't we don't play around when there's 10 different candidates all, all jockeying around for position. Once once the people have spoken and decided who they want to move forward, we're making sure that that's the person that needs to be moved forward. And that's the person who's going to have all the all the, the things that they're going to need to be able to win and be able to be successful and be able to be true conservatives without uh, having to worry about backlash. We have candidates that are, are out there talking about being, you know, fam, family valued and Christian that are, are, are out supporting abortion until the, the day, till the, the last day. And how can they possibly, these two, one of these things does not, it's not like the other. They, it does not equate. And people are starting to see that now. That's the only real value, the value of, of, of information that, that being accessible to everybody now is a lot of the things that they used to say and do can be exposed now. And we're trying to help that along. But if you want to know who, who to support and who's going to be looking for your way of life, we're going to be able to point you in the right direction. And those are the candidates that myself and the, the vice chair, Wendy Nissan, and our chairwoman um, are all focused on all the time. Erin Huntley is our John, chairman, and, and her recruiting candidates has been the biggest challenge that we have right now. And, and thankfully, I can take fundraising off her plate and focus on that so she can focus on helping find us the best candidates to run for the spots that we have so that we can truly turn this thing red again. John, I want to thank you. There are all 67 counties are very important in the state of Florida. 
And Orange County is certainly one of the most leading ones. And I think when that county finally wakes up and it goes red, that we're going to see the complete state turn so red that it's going to look like a a Georgia Bulldog game. I, you know, as as many people know, I'm a Georgia graduate, and I always plug them when I can. I love Florida. Florida's a great team, but, you know, I am rooted into Georgia. But it's going to be so red, it's going to look like it's at a Georgia game. But I am so excited that you guys are doing that work and working on it. I'm, it, it gives me optimist or optimistic feelings for the future of our state, the future of our kids, and the future of our country. Uh, and I want to remind the listeners, the REC Orange County Lincoln Day Dinner, September 30th at 6, uh, 6 p.m. at Rosen Center uh, in Orlando, Florida. Come out, join it, invest into it. You will not regret it, and you will feel like your voice is finally being heard. John, thank you for this opportunity to uh interview you and speak to you and thank you for all the hard work you do for our country and our kids. Joe, I appreciate it. Great luck on the show and the expansion. I listen all the time. I love the show and thank you to everybody who's supporting us and let's, let's get this show across the country so we can get these ideas to everybody. Thank you. And remember listeners live workshop, play the greatest state and the greatest country. Let's keep it that way. Let's stand strong for the American values and the American way plus support conservative movements like we've got here. Have a great weekend. Live Shop Play radio show paid for by the Joe Mullins Companies.